You're listening to PodcastJuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of the Prince Podcast here on PodcastJuice.net. Today, we are doing a commentary to a very classic Prince concert and is normally uh, referred to as For Those of You on Value. And it is the uh, concert from Paisley, no, it's not from Paisley Park, it is from First Avenue, and it was sort of the preview concert to the Sign of the Times tour. And I don't have the date in front of me, but do one of you gentlemen on the line have the date of when this show happened? March 21st. March 21st. There we go. March 21st. What year was that? 87. 1987. All right. So, before we get started, and since this is a commentary sort of watch along we want you the listener to watch with us now to be clear and we got a lawyer on the round tape <laughs> we do not condone the sale uh, of any sort of bootleg material whether it be music videos so we're not selling this stuff we're not telling you to go buy it or anything if you find it online and use google you can blame google but we are just fans enjoying this a lot of fans have this it's been around for a long time and so we figured hey there's never going to be a commentary track to this concert so damn it we're gonna do it and we're fans we want to talk about it so we are just mainly com uh, communicating and commenting on the show yes this is not available to the public per se but if you can find it we we would implore you to watch along with us all right now before we get into the actual show let me introduce who we have here today so first up mr day dropping how are you sir i'm doing okay mike uh thanks for having me here and i'm looking forward to doing the show all right and next up we have big sexy and sack how are you sir ah uh, nice and uh cool here in california got my first three clients signed up <clears throat> As an agent and transitioning out of knucklehead other clients. This is good. Nice. All right. Next up, we have a special guest with us, Mr. Raka. How are you, sir? I'm doing very fine. It's pretty dreary in Michigan, but this uh, commentary track we're going to do is going to make me feel much better. All right. And next up, we have Mr. Ant Pooh. How are you, sir? And everyone. I'm an international player now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> UGK. Yes, sir. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Q Storm. How are you, sir? Well, let me just say I'm not worthy to hang with you brothers on all things Prince, but I'm happy to be a part of this. All right. And a special shout out to our man, Big Ken. He couldn't make it today, just scheduling thing. But uh, we will get him back on the next one. I know he wanted to be here on this. Because this is a classic show. But with that, we give him shout outs. And we are ready to get this thing started because it's going to be a little bit. So here's what I want you guys to do. Listen, I want you to take your DVD, your Blu-ray, your digital file, whatever it is. And I want you to cue it up to absolute zero. So go to the very, very top. And that's where we're going to start. <clears throat> so I'm going to count it down from five to one. And when I hit zero, we will all hit play. Is everyone good with that? Do it. Right. Yeah. Here we go. So five, four, three, two, one, zero. And we're playing. All right. So the crowd is cheering. 
And there's one pinhole of light on the left-hand side of the screen. That's right. Imagine being here at this concert. And this is like all new stuff. You know, it's interesting. He's actually have the love sexy style. He does. He's well, well, he's always ahead of the curve of the music that gets released. So it's not surprising that he's that way. Mm-hmm. But you're right. He's got the polka dots going on on this. And I will say this, Mike, you know what? The, this crowd here is a lot more lively than the preview crowd for the Purple Rain music. Oh, yeah from a few years earlier, which I think mm-hmm. is very cool, too. Yeah. Well, and I think he's a, definitely a bigger star at this point. He, he's a bigger star, but at the same time, I think you got a lot more maturity in the crowd to begin with, musically mature. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you this one question, Mike. What, what's your countdown right now? What, what's your counter up? Uh, 102. I'm at 107 right now. Eight, yeah. nine, ten. I'm, I'm I'm with that. I'm on same fine. time with me. One oh eight. He's talking right on the mic. Uh, uh, he just walked away from the mic. Is there, <laughs> everyone on that? He's taking a seat. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm right now. I'm at one twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Is he upset? Up at the, why is he sitting down and looking like he's all pissed? I think that's just his showmanship. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you know what? That's another thing. I, I, I'm really liking the showmanship on this one more than, say, in the Purple Rain times because he seems a lot more open to the crowd. And that's it's just a, it's a comforting feeling. It would have been really cool to be there for that. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like he still got that uh, Christopher Tracy parade vibe, uh, attitude going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone, I don't know, has anyone ever been to First Avenue? Because what I find interesting is that this stage, it's almost too small for this man. You know what I'm saying? I've never wait, been. Wait, wait, wait. You I, said I've too small high. for Prince, really? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like, I compare, I, I think about the Purple Rain tour. He had a massive stage, and it's just, well, this it's, is it not the like full he's constrained on this small stage. You well, know what I mean? First Avenue is a club, you yeah, know, and that's, that's why he feels comfortable. And it's no, not I, the full sign of time stage either. Yeah, they're just doing a rehearsal, just working it out. Oh, no, no, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's interesting that he was able to keep it contained to such a small area. That's not that hard. That hard. A Purple Rain movie takes place on this stage. So. That's right. Now, that I was, place looks huge. <laughs> now, I was a little uh, shocked that uh, 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 Sheila got a bigger reaction than Faint. I'm not. Yeah, because Sheila had an star. album out, right? Yeah, what, didn't her, had her album? She had, she had two out by this time, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm thinking, like, you know, Fink is from the old guard. I thought he would have got a, a little more nostalgia pop. It's the thing is, with, with the the Fink introduction, I don't know. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. But it like it was like he gave Fink some short shrift. You know, like, yeah, there's an old friend, Fink, whatever. And went on everybody else. I, I didn't catch that. I think he okay, did see, get a nice probably little me. crowd. Me. You know. <laughs> There's that pimp walk. Yeah, yeah player. <laughs> now I'm a little confused also because I've read some uh, uh, some some reviews of the uh, Sign of the Times tour that Jerome was on this uh, tour that he started on the tour but he didn't finish yet. Uh, here's this is the first rehearsal tour and I don't see him there. Nah, I was kind of like confused. I don't think Jerome. I was think ever Jerome went back to Morris. Jerome was fired when he did. Um, Diamonds, which was before this, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm, Who was right. Diamonds? The Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson video. with Herb Alpert. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
I've got, oh, yeah. got a question for you guys. Why, why do you think that brother, I don't know his name, I know Mark uh, Big Sexy can't stand him, but <laughs> Wally. Why is he kind of costume? Why, why is he allowed to be on stage look like a homeless man? <laughs> I think that was like the intent for them to sort of look like regular quote unquote brothers. Shit. You know, the brothers. You know. And, 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 and they basically, to me, they sort of kept him not to be so far out there, you know what I mean? Like, he's still tied to, you, you argue if you want some sort of blackness or whatever. Like, I literally got the brothers on stage with me. I think they sort of take the place of the time, in a sense. Yeah. Man, he's got caricatures of what he's got. Take the place of the time. Well, in terms of that sort of attitude, you know, like, he, again, he has the brothers with him. Otherwise, he's just out there on some other stuff, which I think he... This this tour and leave the one before that is like, hey, I'm actually black and I have black people in my group and your perception of me being on some other craziness. To me, that's what I think he was kind of. You know, and I think that's just pandering. Now you shouldn't should got caught up in that shit. Well, I know, but that obviously he did, right? I mean, I yeah, think... yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> well, I think Wally and Greg they they're acting as a a troop for a soul review, so right. their only duties. So just to dance and the other members, they're doing the heavy lifting, they're doing the playing and and doing choreography while playing. Yeah, that's hey, that's some Obama sign language stuff right there. That dude being on stage. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so I got to get this out of the way. Um, Kat or Sheila E? Who was you getting? First? Oh, please. Sheila E. All, Sheila e. Sheila e. Oh, all day. Don't even try it, man. Uh, I don't know. Kat's a dancer. Kat's a dancer. I mean, she got some stamina. Oh, she really, plays drums. She I mean, she got the stamina. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> and just the looks alone, Sheila. Oh, man. Yeah. I would Kat say, based kind of hard on eyes. Based off what I've read off Kat on Facebook, I would have took the cat of back then just because I know she was probably a lot more raw, but. Yeah, Sheila, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I raw, mean. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Q. Yes, sir. Where are you at right now? In terms of that question, or in terms no, of no, 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 you're, you're, you're counting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 2015. So I'm at six thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two. Well, let's not get too caught up in the numbers. This is gonna throw people. We, we're in the general area with each other. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is. Cat doing a little dance in the back. Yeah. So I mean, you know, here is. Housequake start the whole thing off, That's right? The cut I mean, too. Just to go into that from the gate. Now I remember, I believe the album hadn't even came out at this time, so imagine of a headbuster to see right. this. No, the album was to be released ten days later, actually, on the thirty right. first. So you'd be like, "What in the hell, like, God?" Damn. <laughs> and yeah, but in a good way. Though. In a good this way. This is a rehearsal, man. This is incendiary. They are not kidding. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess this just proves Mike's point over who's better, Revolution or this man. Oh, no Ken will come for you on that one. <laughs> yeah, me and Ken have had beef about that one for years. Eric is totally on beat. Like, there's whenever you see him play, like he's always precise. Whatever time signature, he's always playing in the pocket and with and with suaveness. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Literally at the end. Prince didn't know what to do. (laughs) 
See, listen to the crowd. They're they're getting into this, man, and they just they in the purple rain when they were just silent, <laughs> like they were they were deer in headlights, you know. Now this next performance, this performance of this song is oh, be this my is favorite <laughs> performances ever. Like I can't believe I wish they did this on the movie. Like this was killing it to me. Girls and boys. I was never. I was never a fan of girls and boys. I'm gonna ignore wow. that. Come on. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I never. I never understood the hype around this song. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you, brother. Don't let that one slide, man. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the album, the parade album, starts right here for me. Hmm. Oh, that's cold. That is cold. I like life can be so nice more than girls and boys. Mm. I have to co. I have to co-sign that. That mm. is the jam, especially that drum breakdown. Live. Exactly. Mike, you need to speak to these two. Life can be so nice was was the shit. I'm sorry. Especially Hell live. Live was killing. Bobby C's kick drum near the end. Unfuckwittable. Unfuckwittable. <laughs> Baby respective. Baby respective. Have him get get into the discussion of the his best drummers. <laughs> Now my question is: I wonder when did he go back into the lab and decide to uh, open with "Sign of the Times" and play in the sunshine? That's a good question. Hmm. But honestly, honestly, those two songs kind of set the stage better for the uh, the tour. And again, this isn't a full run through. This is just rehearsing. You know, we're just right. going through stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. I just think it's dope. Sheila, man, she's playing, singing, you know, playing with the drum machine. She's dope. Man. You can't mess with Sheila, man. That girl's that girl gets down. All now, hands is in the hands. air, man. The crowd is is, is gone. Oh, the crowd, yeah, the crowd's into it. Well, they're they're into this one because by this time they this this uh, this track this is about a year old by this time. Right. By this time. Can I just say real quick? I just love how he's arranging his vocals here. From different from the from the seat from the album, and them cats is all playing, dancing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just this whole unit, man. They they did a really good job. I guess it does say uh, it speaks to Miko's skill that uh, Prince didn't pick up the, car- the guitar this whole um, set. Yeah, yeah. At least not the lead like that. Wally looking like a homeless man. <laughs> it's like Prince said in a movie. God damn, you can buy a better suit? Seriously. <laughs> well, yeah, he's wearing exactly what Prince wanted him to wear. That, that's what I was going to say. He's probably wearing exactly what Prince told him to wear. That says a lot, doesn't it? Well, it's an easy gig for Wally. You, know, you get to st- be on stage with Prince, dance around, and dress like a bum. And get paid for it. So it's Prince had a conversation with him back. Say you, I want you to dress like a jigaboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man, Eric Lee. That's my guy right there. Eric Lee, man, man. He's about to put in work. What's up? At this point, I was almost like, I want a cat. Shoulder. I want a cat to leave him alone. Let's just hear the cat play. <laughs> you see, you see, his left shoulder is vibing on beat. You, you can't, you can't teach that. Oh, Eric don't play. Nah, Eric's one of them dudes, like, it's just in his 
soul and his blood. Just, you just got that feel, man. I was listening to Madhouse just yesterday. I was just like, Eric does not miss. Has he ever released anything uh, solo since? Eric? Yeah. Just, oh yeah, that new one just no. came out. Actually, I think it was. I don't know if it was a re-release, but yeah, he's got his own stuff out. He's got three albums. His second album on Paisley Park is dope too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, we kind of get to hear another sort of a familiar motif that isn't fully explained, I don't think, but the whole squirrel meat thing. You know, yeah. I don't understand. I never understood that. They even, and then we'll hear it again later in the concert. You know, this one was funny. He, he's got so many different concepts and things that would just never come to light. I would imagine there was some whole thing about that. You know, yeah, probably some kind of inside talk between them and stuff. Yeah. Shifting gears. Mm-hmm. Time for some day drop. Consider, <laughs> <laughs> considering the band he put together for Musicology and that uh, Twenty One Nights tour, I'm surprised he didn't bring out uh, this version of Girls and Boys. It definitely would have been better than Somewhere Here on Earth. Whoops. I just want to say, having having listened to your guys' podcast on the album. <clears throat> and you guys were talking about slow love. I don't think it was high on many of your um, likes, but um, and I would agree with you. But live, he always kills this song. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I didn't Clearly. really like it until after I saw the movie, and then I was like, oh, that's oh wow. I guess I'm in the minority on that. I don't like the live version, and the album version smokes it easily really? for me. Wow. Yeah, I like I like his vocals on the album a lot better. Right, I gotta agree with that because there's one part in this in this song that he does not hit live that he does hit um, on the album that that's my favorite part of that song that huh. one little bit, and I'll point it out right now when it's coming up that he just doesn't hit it here, and I wish he would because it's it, the harmonic sounds so beautiful the way he sings it on the album. That's why. Yeah, so I, so I just like the way the band plays it better and the the horns. Me too. Just, everything is. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's a part. It's a part later on when he sings uh, "Loves in Your Eyes." Eyes never lie. Oh that yeah. Bit is sung so beautiful on the album, yeah. but he doesn't hit it here. And other than that, this, this the live track is beautiful. But for me, that's the only little. Uh. <laughs> Let's I'll try to refrain from uh, criticizing the production values of this video. This is not for public consumption, Q. Come on, now. You know, this is for, you know, watching rehearsals and critiquing their own stuff. Right. Imagine how many of these are out there, though, or in there. And and, and you imagine this is back in the day of VHS, so this is... Exactly. Copy, copy, copy. I mean, lighting and composition have nothing to do with VHS. Well, come on. He's not shooting a concert film. It's just archival purposes only. The fact that he has a multi-shot camera. Yeah, the lighting could own, be better, though. I'm just saying, for his own personal view, <laughs> is is perfect enough. Is from back, enough. you know, 80, what was this, 88, 87? I've seen different qualities of this video. Trust me, it does look better. Yeah, but maybe that that was part of the idea, too, is that you have this and you see the different lighting arrangements and then to say, okay, you know what? On this part of the song, I want the light to be over here and take notes and then let people who do the actual concert proper follow that, you know? 
Well, he's using club light, so he's using the equipment that the first avenue. That's right. Well, one of the, you, know, you know, remember too, the sign of times, like a lot of his tours at that time were heralded for the lighting setup of those shows. And if you look at the movie, there's no question that the lighting is fabulous on this concert, right? It's playing the sunshine looks great when you look at the sun. Right, it's completely choreographed. The lighting on it—it's it, very tight. It's as tight as the arrangement of that song that's coming from the instruments. And they probably—it's part, it's like it's part of it. Yeah, I don't think they had that lighting rig here at this concert. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's cute, Storm. <laughs> I don't think the lighting. Is. I'm sorry. Repeat that. I heard my name. <laughs> I said, "That's you, man. You, you gonna find something." <laughs> the lighting That's what is. I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, like right now, even the crowd can't be enjoying this too much because it's so dark. You can say I... that about eighty percent of Prince, uh, you know, club concerts. The lights are off. But what's funny, and, I, and I'll stop after this. With today's cameras, this would look bright as day. Even oh, if there yeah. were no lights. Of course. You're about HD versus HD. standards. Well, it had nothing to do with HD. It's just the chips. Oh, okay. sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> man, that it's, it's exact to the album, man. Yeah, okay. I got to give it to you. The, the musical arrangements on the live version is totally killing it. Totally. Eric does not miss. This part right here? That's not an album, is it? Yep. No, 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 no. But the he, the sax part of it, he's not now. That's he's flourishing now. But prior to that, when he was doing the album cuts of the sax, I mean, they're dead on. Like this, yeah, man. All this is. <clears throat> man, Eric Lees is the prince. What Don Myrick is to Philip Bailey. Oh, I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. When it comes to. The soul ballads, especially when the vocalist is singing with a saxophonist, you, you know, that is it's magical, man. Like whenever I saw whenever I saw that it just made me think of Earth Wind and Fire for some reason. All right, hot thing. I'm gonna say this is probably my least favorite cut on the album. And there is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember clearly the in the, the uh, concert film. I remember sitting there watching this, and when the lights sprang up on Prince, he had on this outfit that was just so ridiculous. The, the whole audience died laughing. You know what? I'm gonna go out and say that I thought that it was, it was cool because it was just so ridiculous. It was cool. Yeah, that that it was a bunch of circles, no, rings. Yeah, exactly. rings on his mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what made up for it is the fact that the lighting was choreographed to the, to the uh, organ that he was playing. I, I think the beat is dope. It's just his the vocal arrangement I don't like too much. I think somebody mentioned it. The dry production on the album version, it, it just takes the air out of it for me. Like, the live version, there's, there's more bass on it. It's deeper. And the beat is heavier. Was it like that yeah. line? That, that line you just heard, the keyboard line, sounded like something from a Casio. It just, I don't know. This was 1987. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here I was thinking it was, we were going one whole show without him taking off his shirt. Oh, that's not going to happen. Man, did you have to see Greg Brooks 
grinding on You know, thank you. Thank you. Work it out, baby. <laughs> I guess he's a true professional. Let's get another shot of something other than Greg Brooks's ass, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. I guess he's like the bars. Put the camera on Sheila. What the hell is it with that feather thing in his hair, though? Oh, I was like his little style right then. <clears throat> Even though, like, the background guys aren't the greatest of singers, I, for some reason, I still appreciate that more than the people he's got now. Like, they just, I don't know. Just oh, like overpower him oh, now. Oh, <laughs> not getting started on that. <laughs> you know, I'll take Brooks and Stafford. Light years beyond Shelby and Liv. I'm just tired of them. You know what? I'm whoa, glad whoa, somebody whoa. said Shelby and Liv can blow, though. No doubt. No, no, doubt. Wait, no doubt. But they don't know how to stay in their lane, man. They're getting too much shine. You know, exactly. I think is he just needs to have just one of them. It's like he's got three sort of rosy type singers all fighting for prominence on those. Yeah. At least, at least Rosie can play. Like Shelby and Liv, they're doing like the whole soul sister thing, you know, where belting. Yeah, you see that, remember that clip from Martin where Gina and Pam were belting it out for an audition with Biggie? That's what they yeah. look like sometimes when they're performing with Prince. <laughs> wow. Tyrus. Tyrus. Uh, wow. I want to know what happened with him and uh, Andy Allo. Bring her back. Andy's on tour on her play. own self, man. She's doing her thing. I respect that more. So do I. You know, she's one of the few protégés to do her own thing independent of him and not sit around and beef about it. I'm not going to mention any names. Actually, I think I'm going to need you to mention some names. I don't know who you're talking about. She's on Facebook. <laughs> she's on stage. <laughs> Me and Mrs. Damn it, Jill Jones. Okay. <laughs> oh. She's beefing about this and that. Like, girl, look, go play some music. Choreography. Right. Wee. As much as I like Mai Tai when, when she was performing, because she looked like she. Mai Tai, I'm sorry, my bad. Mai Tai. She, she looked like she literally won, she would if she could fuck Prince on stage. Um, Kat, she actually looks like she's dancing to his music. She's yeah. choreographing her set yes. to his music and enjoying it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, uh, now that you, and now that you mentioned it, Kat, she brought so much to the choreography. Like, she may not be a musician, but she brought, she enhanced the music on stage, you know, you know, uh, in many ways, uh, Parallel to the members of the band, so I I appreciate Cat. Oh, Cat brought some energy to it, you know. And she mm-hmm. she definitely brought something. But was Prince? Who was he involved? Was he involved with both Cat and Sheila? Different times. That's, yeah. what, that, man. That's what the book says. How were they on stage together? Not not pulling each other's hair out. Little thing called money. That'll do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And knowing you that or staying in your lane. Uh, Prince's <laughs> pip hand was strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look at it this way. If Stevie J, Peter Guns, and these clowns is doing it, of course Prince was doing it back then. Yeah. Girls are gonna be girls. Now what 
I don't. I can never remember what's the name of this track. Now's the time. Now's, Now's the, time. the time. That's right. Would not Has this ever been released? Revolution. I've only heard it on the concert. Well, it's a cover. Man, so. oh, oh, is it? Man, Le- man, Levi's bass solo is sick. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he's he's doing various sitting positions and he's playing the sick solo while comping with Eric and Matt. I mean, this band was on point. This interlude could be argued why this band is better than the Revolution. Yeah. I don't yeah, think the so, Revolution would have had a, It reminds you so much of uh, two Nicks United for West Compton, too. Yep. It's just had a little bass break down there. Yep. You know, all due respect to Larry Graham, but I'm taking Levi all day on the bass. Mm, that's, 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 a, that's a toss-up, but, man, I could, I, there's an argument for that. There's an argument for that. Play them I mean, for Prince's band. For Prince's band. Yeah, for, for his speed and his, his the, the energy that he can give, right. I, I can give you that. I don't know. Sonny T Wait. held it down pretty good, too. I guess Sonny, I'd say Sonny T's better, personally. Yeah. To me, the worst bassist he ever had was Josh Dunham. From that 21 Nights tour, like, he really didn't bring anything to... Princess Music live from from his tenure with the MPG. Hmm. I mean, I think he had more chemistry with uh, Andre Simone, but for me, it's got to be Levi. Yeah, I would go with Sonny. I have to go with Sonny. Just I'm going to go with Rhonda. I'm going to go with Rhonda. Because oh, she's off stage. That's one thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Eric. Yeah, those little thick girls. Rhonda could play acoustic and electric. They are killing it, man. They are <laughs> wow. Man, Levi is with is with Eric Lee's musically. Listen that. Mm-hmm. He does get two strikes for that perm he rocking though. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Man, so many fast runs. And what's interesting too is that they don't get a break, man. <laughs> no, I was thinking that too when I was watching the other day. I go, man, Prince is down there changing up, having some water or something or something, something, and then here they are. No breaks. Shoot, maybe it is a little something, something, because I don't see Cat either. <laughs> see Sheila E. I think this might be my uh, my favorite uh, drum solo she does from this Sign of the Times and the Love Sexy tour. Man, she and Prince were they loved were, in to- were totally in mu- <laughs> were musically in sync with each other. It's kind of a well, shame she- that they ain't really playing together now. Yeah. I mean, she got the pedigree. What? Yeah, they don't mess with each other no more, man. When the hell this happened? Like, this is news to me. Was it... It was either thirty one twenty one shortly after. There was an article 
it was an interview with her, and it was about Prince, and she was like doing a lot of background stuff for him, setting up the tours. And then something happened, and I know she was on Facebook or something. She said, I, I no longer work with Prince no more. Like, and they've never done anything since that point. It's been a couple years. Wow. Like, I don't know what happened. She was saying, she I mean, said he, something to the point that he, he can't afford me or something. So it probably might have do something with money or something. Not getting paid oh, right wow. on the show or well, something. Well, you know, she, she was on the um, the 21 Nights tour. They did the Welcome to America tour for a while. Is that, then that, it that was after, after that? that. It, might have, it was wow. after that then. She ain't never been with him since. I mean, he can't alienate band members. She did an interview recently. I think it was on the org. I could have sworn it. And the guy was asking a lot of Prince questions. She was like, you know what? You can stop that. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about that no more. <laughs> no. <laughs> it happened like a couple years ago, right? <clears throat> I just recently read it. So I think it was rather recent. No, it was recent because it's about her new album that was coming out. Hmm. I do, she did a radio interview, I want to say like two years ago, and the guys kept asking her about Prince, and she kind of got a little salty, and they kind of backed off. All right, I mean, I can understand the saltiness. I mean, she she probably feels that she's never gotten the props that she deserves as a musician, and that she has done right. Right. She has get played your, with other people other than Prince. Get your funk cards ready. This this is school right here. This is one of the highlights of the whole show. No, this is um strange relationship. Strange relationship. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this blew my head wide open. That was one of my favorite tracks on the album. Then I heard this. I'm like, oh. it, I was like, went to school again. Mm-hmm. A very interesting beginning, man. Just when, when I re, redid ahead. it and made it work. I remember when I first got this rec- uh, recording, I had got this on vinyl first before I seen the video. Yeah. And I remember playing this. I lost it. I was like, <laughs> I was like wow. I guess he liked this glowing ball so much. That was a motif in the movie as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've tried to find a big one for years and, and no luck. Hey, gotta, who's, playing, well, or, who's playing organ on this uh, part? Uh, Prince, man. Gotta be. Oh, okay. I thought that was Fink. Nah. I can just hear the style. I know it. <laughs> By the way, Big Sexy, just go to Spencer's. They have him there. But do, do they have the big ones though? Because I don't want the little dinky ones. I want one the size of a basketball. I remember I bought one for a client a few years ago. It was uh, it was pretty big. I'm going to Spencer's. I gotta have one. Man, I always wish he just he came on MTV with this one. That'll last me a whole year. If he would have <laughs> did that, he would have been the talk of the town for. You know, for a month, maybe a year. It just kills me how he he reworks his songs live, and they, I mean, does he do that consciously, or is he like, I just want to make it sound different. I'm tired of performing it like it was on the album, and it's That's always it is. It's, it's always doper than the album. Well, you you, you got to remember this song hadn't even came out at this point. That's true. So That's I, true. I think it's a more of he just had more time to work on the song. Like I think he just cuts his stuff quick and just done with it and moves on. I think when they okay, well, let's do some rehearsals. And you're like, oh, you know what, let's try this. Where I think if he would take the time on some of his music and do that, some of them album versions would, would be, like, hella dope. Like, So why not release this as a 12-inch back in the uh, day? Who knows, man. 
<laughs> yeah, there has to be a conscious effort because you compare this one to the version that we heard earlier of uh, Slow Love, which is very similar to the album. Maybe he didn't de- he decided not to change that one up so much, although it does musically sound better here, uh, where this one got changed up drastically. And it's like I said, still works and works above what's on the album. But also, I think because doing live performances, you're playing the music in real time. So you have a band that's playing that that has that playing individual musical parts with right. Prince in the studio. He's playing all of those parts yep. through multi-tracking, through uh, 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 constant overdubs, and it's going so the music is going to sound homogenous with you, different ahead. players on stage. They bring their individual musical backgrounds, and they make. Uh, parts, you know, shine more than others. Now, you know, I would say there's one error where it doesn't work that way. And, and in my opinion, when Prince is playing on the second time album, that shit is so dope. Like, I personally have not heard liver versions that sound any doper than what's on those records. Like, the, like listen to The Walk. And you get to the point where yeah. she's t- she finished talking and they go, what? And then he kicks in, and he prints the scenes going overdrive at that part, but he's playing all those parts, and that shit is dope as hell. But if you listen to the album versions, they never exceed the... I mean, you listen to the concert versions, they never exceed the album versions on those songs. Because I just think that shit was... He was on point in the studio, where it didn't, it didn't sound like when you hear some of these songs, you're like, you know what? When he does them live, it sounds even better. But I think his playing changed, too, over the years. I, I, I hate to disagree, but uh, I think, uh, well, with the exception of uh, Gigolos Get Lonely 2, their, their live version kills the uh, studio. Uh, I, I would say, they. Do, I only agree with it only because they play it longer, but I think there's a, a longer version of that song that it fades on the album, but I think what they go into was on the album personally, but I don't know that for a fact, but that I would be the only song head. you might be able to say that on, but to me, the rest of them, pff, he killed those album versions on that man like, yeah he does he does everybody walk your body yes it's amazing all the rappers that shit on him not talking about we fuck with the times we fuck with the times and it's like, and it's like dude yeah, he has okay. time yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only knew huh that's a ton of side out every time I hear that yeah they, they killing it background right sounds here. so nice right yeah. here man Yep, officially this sounds better than the album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Sheila's background vocals are excellent. I mean, mm-hmm. she's not shouting, she's not mm-hmm. over singing. Like yeah, she's living sing- Shelby. <coughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm she can carry it too. An outfit does not hurt. Mm-hmm. Just look at the layout of the band, you know, is this there's something going on everywhere you look. You know. Perfectly laid out. I just don't understand. Why didn't he bring this on tour, though? Well, you did play it uh, during the One Night Alone tour. But I was like, he 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 uh, arranged it where it sounded like a Ray Charles tune. You know, like yeah, real I can see that. So. I, I can hear that, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. The percussion. I like this part. 
This is what this is all, it's all about right here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what this organ? He looks like Sly Stone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this song is kind of, again, to me, this whole period is a take on Sly sort of style. The way he's playing it. The, the, the bass of the song. Yeah. Who's got bigger breasts? Wally? Paul. <laughs> same thing. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, Dude, I'm going to fuck you up. I almost spit all my water on my <laughs> The jiggler, baby. Go ahead, baby. I was just thinking, why do I want to see this dude's moves? <laughs> this part is dope right here. Woo. Right. I mean, I mean that overcoat cannot cover those titties, man. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's getting rid of him. He's like, die it or get out the bed. <laughs> Man, Prince, he should have made Wally, you know, run track like run like like run the length of a football field, man. Like lose some weight. Moobs. <laughs> <laughs> now is that uh Sheila or was that cat in the background? Uh, actually that's probably Bonnie. That's Bonnie. That's Bonnie right there. That's Bonnie. You know, I'm sorry, she does not get her credit. She she can play the organ and she I think she have one of the best. Say that. His people. She's the blueprint for all the other ones who came after her, man. That's right. right. That is very true. to do her thing. Now I'm kind of confused because they were saying that uh, one of the reasons that he got rid of Bonnie is that she wanted to go solo, but he replaced her with Rosie. Yeah, I'm not. I think she left way before Rosie came in the picture. Hey, do you think had Bonnie stayed, he would have cut an album for her? I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, at this period, he was, you know, he uh, signed Mavis Staples and George Clinton, artists that were beyond their prime. I mean, here you have a great vocalist in Bonnie. She's young. She's soulful, but she's sassy. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know. Well, but I think with Bonnie, the, the drawback on Bonnie, as opposed to Jill Jones and uh, Sheila E. and uh, Apollonia and Vanity, is she didn't have the look, so to speak. That he could, mar- that he felt he could market. Oh, I see what you're saying. Plus, all them girls you named, he was smashing. So. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh oh. Transformers. <laughs> Man, you see him do the funk face many times during this oh, uh, yeah. this performance. And I like how he just let it ride, man. Uh huh. Oh, he's feeling it. That's that's all this is. He's like, yep. We're in that zone right now. You gotta let it go. I'm just feeling that sax on the bottom right there yes, too. Sir. Huh? Here comes mm-hmm. that squirrel meat thing again. Yeah. 
kick the person next to you when you hear squirm me. <laughs> man, if somebody did that to me, then you can knock the fuck out, man. <laughs> Miko, my man. See, look at that. Yeah, that's that's a funk look. There it is. That's the that's the face there. Oh. That's the face. That's a funk face right there. What was that song? Style, where you said the face like the Michael Jordan dunk or something like that. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> the face you make on a Michael Jordan dunk. And that sack, that dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> Play the blues, Miko. <laughs> Squirrel, me. Yeah, what the heck was up with that? He was really was trying say, to make that happen. He has some a whole it's bunch of shit going on. I don't think it really ever came out right. Cause <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was some song or something. Or, you know what I mean? Like they're referencing these it's like, things. Right, like for like drag or something. Man. You know his thing is like, like working or something. He's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I feel like Regina man, George Mean Girls like stop trying to make squirrel meat happen Prince not to pick on Wally but Uh-oh. what is up with Wally, Greg and Jerome beating these one beating these flame drums look my man in his face let's go <laughs> with the hat that was just the flavor man that would just add the little flavor to the to the show man that's why I like I hated that hat squirrel meat <laughs> Ain't that the hat that George stands a hat on a Seinfeld that time? That's hilarious what they're doing. I got that reference, Big Sex. <laughs> I said, I'm going to have to see this receipt. That's the one. <laughs> like he literally threw a uh, crowd chant into a song for the supercalifragilistic. Was that the one, right? The squirmy wording came from that, yeah. Was this, I mean, did, did this come first or did the song? I'm sure the song. Well, the Black Album was supposed to come out November of 87. This is March of 87. So this, he probably recorded it around this time. Yeah, because it would have premiered on whenever Sheila's birthday was this year. He could have just said, thank you, good night. That's right. He <laughs> could have been all over. Woo. Tore down. The crowd didn't get into it that much. I, I, I would have expected to hear a lot more ovation than that, though. Well, again, it's a new song. Yeah, they, they, don't, know, they don't know how to take it. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're trying to like, whoa, what's, what's going on? See, that's why I like going to a small club show like this when you can see him work stuff out, as opposed to the big arena tour where it's, you know, just rehash of the hits. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to say, uh, in regards to this track coming up, I never knew that. Someone uh, said about the uh, background vocals, it was a mistake or something, and that was just cool to hear. Cause, but I thought it was brilliant how you recorded this song for the album. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a technical glitch. Yeah. That happened on the soundboard. I almost and... wish I hadn't heard that, because I thought that was absolute genius the way you did that. But I guess some of the best things come from mistakes. Yeah, same thing with uh, 
If I was your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I just love that it's just a drum machine. It's just him singing. <laughs> like that, that's perfect. And we know Prince, he has a tendency to overproduce something, especially live, but he kept it simple. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the fact that he could do a a, a full band run of fast songs, heavy choreography, and then just in case he forgot, I can't sing. And I can perform a song with only a drum machine accompanying me and just take it there. You know, that, that's a good point because people forget with all the craziness and uh, the, song, the praise for the songwriting and his, um, musical, uh, his uh, musical playing skills that this dude has one of the best voices ever. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is also a great opportunity to give the band a break because they just don't want They don't <laughs> want hard... Right. <laughs> For the last thirty or some odd minutes, <laughs> she was like, "Thank you." <laughs> the drum machine took it over, and he took a break, right? <laughs> Already. Now I'm just curious. This is just a silly question, but the the drum, the the beat that's playing. Do you think he modified that at all? Is, is it the same tuning that we hear on the CD or the album? I don't. No, I don't. So you think you wouldn't work on it some more? Because it sounds exactly the same to me. It sounds like the same well, drum just, pattern, but it's just a, it might be EQ'd a little different. But yeah, yeah, just 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 to make it, just to fine tune it. But I don't think he did much drastic to it. It's very sparse on the album as well. So I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you can't really add on that. However, and I also, this. I, I I like to think that this answer this answers one of the problems that we that we've talked about on a lot of tracks you know it fades out too soon mm-hmm. i'd like to think that this is what we miss when it faded out too soon on this i agree with you and also on the the kick drum pattern you could tune it to different pitches and you can also uh make the kick drum even louder or or softer so he probably uh fine tuned the kick drum for uh, you know, for live performances, because the studio version, you know, it sounds like uh, it sounds very thin and and not very powerful. Sutter home, Mike, really? <laughs> I brought that up before the show. <laughs> That's that Beaujolais. Why different though? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even catch what you were talking about. <laughs> Almost through. Let's see, in the concert, he he added some vocals here that he just kills it. He well, kind of sounds like Elvis and some. The, the album yeah, some faded mo- at this point, right? So I, I would not be surprised if he recorded the song. Right, and that's what I'm saying. This this is probably what what happened after the fade out. Right. And so, <clears throat> if anything, it pisses me off that I still can't hear it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I mean, because it, it sounds nice. It's good. And you got Cat, Sheila, Levi singing. They're not overblowing it and going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know. Yeah, and no, that's true. In, that's true. They're, they're keeping the integrity lane. of the song. Yeah. Does anybody this part find it ironic? So Watch this part right here. That little ah! background part. Oh, when he's playing the guitar, excuse me. Y'all really just gonna keep going in on Shelby and Liv, huh? <laughs> I, I like Shelby. I mean, I saw her on the after show. She can command the stage, no doubt. But I just, in terms of Prince music, 
she's overpowers it sometimes. Not that she can't sing. It's just it's not necessarily to me. Does anybody find it ironic that Kat and Sheila are singing background vocals for a tune that was written about Susanna? Susanna. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, right. I do. Let me think about it. Is this the, this the song where in the concert film, he there's a part he breaks it down and he says, back off the mic, chillin'. Yeah. 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 I love that part. <laughs> and then Bonnie proceeds to kill it. He was so crazy, he broke a string. Look at that. <clears throat> and still kept playing. Yep. Oh, snap. Wait a minute. It's something that the industry always labeled him as a pop artist, but his roots are in R and B. And in this performance, you know, highlights it. Same thing with Mike. I love his crowd participation and shock <clears throat> response. It was just great. Mm-hmm. I like the part where he says for the minute sing. Yeah. There you go. Just a, you know, you really see the the overall just I mean, he's just so confident in his performance and just in command of everything that's going on that he can trust it that the audience is gonna do it, it's gonna work, it's gonna sound right, you know, it's just, it's good stuff. Man. I always felt he never used his deeper voice enough on records. Like his lower register is great. That's right. You hear him do it a little bit later on, I think, on this track. Or did he did he do it already? The only time he he used it was when he. Uh, did the call and, res- call and response with the audience for the men yeah, to for the sing and right. for the yeah. Everybody. Uh huh. But it's not, it's, <laughs> do you know what he made it sound cool though? <laughs> Just imagine being there, man. You know, the energy in that. Now here we go. Okay, for man, some reason, I don't. I don't normally like the live performances of this song. I don't, know I don't either. Uh, and I still don't like this one. Um, I'll say I still don't like. I don't think he's he's ever going to be able to to do replicated. Yeah, it's just it's it's that's a he over uh, he over choreographed it. He, he over choreographed it. This arrangement is the same as the parade tour. Yes, very very close to very close to. You know, to me, the best performance of this is the. Um, Raven to the New Year DVD, where he does it. They lit it up there. Actually, you know, to say that my favorite performance of the song actually was on Arsenio when he did. That's the only time I thought he was just destroyed it. Like, like oh yeah. The only part I didn't like was when the Game Boys were humping oh, Prince. Oh God. Well, <laughs> only under direction. <sighs> only Don't get me started on those three. <laughs> One day somebody's got to ask him, what, what, "What was up with that?" Like, 
Let's see what I was trying to do was simulate. <coughs> <laughs> I was getting raped by the record company, so I wanted them to rape me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a man fully comfortable in his sexuality to pull that off. Oof, and he didn't pull man. it off. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll just say this, and I don't believe this, but i never forget years ago, I met this guy from... I don't know if he was many, from Minneapolis, but he f- was from Minnesota. And he claims he knew Prince when he was a gay prostitute as a oh, young kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Hilarious. And I said, I like his sister was an autobiography. Gay huh? prostitute as a teenager. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what this brother told me. I, I do not believe that, but he swore by it. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I, Man, people gonna... swear by crack. <laughs> gay prostitute teenager. Wow. <laughs> uh, that sounds as absurd as I think I said before I, when we were getting tickets to the Love Sexy concert, me and Tobias, it was a guy in front of us and he swore he walked in a bathroom. And he, who did he say it was either Sheila E or Pebbles is in the bathroom and he fucked, both, fucked her in the bathroom? Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Please. Right. Okay. I believe my story before I believe that one. So you talking about Pebbles, the one who gave Rav fives? The chick's going to just give you some random pee? <laughs> See, here's the thing I'm talking about with, with the way she dances with him. It's not, it's not overt. Yeah, I agree. Even that. I mean that that's it, it's it's essential for for the sake of the song, but not trying to be overly dirty or anything. It's not that's not the point. I gotta be sexy. Are you not dirty. on my girl, But it's not the girls. Again, Prince ain't gonna let nothing happen on stage unless that's what he exactly wants. He had Wendy on her knees sucking dick. So I mean, it's not like <laughs> <laughs> right. Was- Wendy didn't request that. I don't think like that was no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of ironic considering her proclivities. Exactly. <laughs> and he tongue kissing Gail Chapman. So this this is all Prince's world. Do you guys think Gail Chapman is kicking herself for stepping out of the band when she did? <clears throat> I, don't I don't think so. Know. You don't think so? Because at, since uh, leaving uh, Prince's band, did she? Uh, make any albums did she uh, to me I don't think I think she got what she wanted out of being in the band because if she really wanted to uh, you know further her own career she would have you know stuck it out maybe until you know 1999 I mean that's when he met Joe Jones you know that's when he you know started uh, producing Vanity and Apollonia Oh, and plus, man. she was really she was a religious freak. Listen to that! Wow. Now, have you guys? Any guys ever heard the the that full twenty minute version of this? The off of the when he did it in Paris. Yeah. Oh yeah. Craziness hey, right there. Too. Brilliant. Brilliant. That very uh, moist look he gave. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, dude. Didn't James Brown wear that exact outfit in Living in America? 
Oh. Sort of similar version. I, I see there. what you're saying with the high pants. <laughs> I'm expecting Apollo. I'm expecting Apollo Creed to get knocked out some point. <laughs> I just want to. Has Prince ever been chronicled? I know the whole legend, legendary story about the Black Album the night before. He dropped some acid or something and decided not to release it. But um, has he ever been chronicled to be involved with drug use? Because how does he find the energy? Get on stage in front of all them people. You're going to find energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But as far as I know, no. That's about the only instance you heard about it. Maybe wine on occasion, but that's about it. You really don't hear much. Okay, I can believe he he, he threw back some liquor. I can believe that. How, did, how does he do all these moves and still sing and his voice sounds so crystal clear? I mean, he's got to be on cocaine or something. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wait, wait. So Prince Michael cocaine on cocaine? cocaine? Yeah, that, that don't make no sense. Send your cards and letters to Q-Storm. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> cocaine prostitute. All right. But, Damn. But the dude got... Can he be great? The dude can got be great. somebody yoked before parade, you know, for his stature, he did. Uh, yoked? Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. Well, you know, semi-yoked for his stature. <laughs> Maybe he's doing amphetamines like Carlton did in Fresh Prince. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hear, when I hear talk like that about, about his uh, energy level, and I'm always reminded of uh, Cisco and Ebert's review of the Simon yeah. Time movie and how, how they, they were just so amazed by his energy in that movie. Now we all know, you know, take after take of the movie and all, but still, that's not too far gone from what from what he is when he's on stage normally. And yeah, you know, I, that always stuck in my head how how they had gave applause to the fact that the guy just don't stop. It's even more amazing when you see Usher and Chris Brown performing there already out of breath by the time you get to the second verse. Right. Well, you got to yeah. keep in mind, you know, in all seriousness, this guy is rehearsing 10 hours a day, every day. He's conditioned to do this. Yeah, he's right? conditioned for this. Too. So, but, you know, the, those Chris guys are, are rehearsing like crazy, too, and, and they're, they're winded. Well, no, they're not doing, but they're not doing four months of 10-hour-a-day rehearsals, right? This guy is rehearsing every day for months. Yeah. yeah. They're just rehearsing for the little shows. It's totally yeah, I mean, that's all this guy does. You're right. That's all he does. And he's been doing this he for years. Uh-oh. Yeah. Again, was James Brown on coke? Like, he was doing... <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, hey, don't answer that. I love that. I love that stuff. <laughs> was that an actual question? <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> oh, here we go. Personally, I like this rap. I don't care what y'all say about me. It works in the context of the, you know, the show. Exactly. She brought a whole... Uh, I like Man, the outfit from the movie. Sheila and, Sheila and Tony M should have did like a battle rap. Oh, that's not like, a Come on. <laughs> Slow down. Eight miles. Eight miles down. Slow down. <laughs> Fingers on the delete button. <laughs> Sheila be like Rabbit and Tony M be like Lotto. <laughs> when I saw the uh, Sacrifice of Victor and watched Tony on that thing, that just killed it for me right there. He's terrible. You know what killed me is like Tony M with a guitar. <laughs> like, I'm willing to bet you that guy doesn't know how to tune a guitar, 
does not know the notes of a guitar, can't play a chord, couldn't name a chord, wouldn't even know where to buy a guitar. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I just think Prince just gave him a guitar, look like you're playing, just mine. Do what Levi is doing. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Kat, and I'm going to go after her before I go to Sheila. Go You'll have free there it is. Player. I said it. Eight. What you need to do, man. I know what line I'm standing in. <laughs> I'm cutting in. <laughs> Again, just look at everything that they're doing. Like, and I hate to keep saying it, but this band is out of control, man. Like, they are the show right now, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kill it's all them. And it's it. Yeah, Prince is back to doing this thing, but this is all about the band. And that's cool that he does that. You know, this is just all about the band. Let's 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 see what this band can do and how how they can entertain you. Because I'm back here it. playing the drums. Yeah, you know? they're doing it, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. You could never do this before. I couldn't imagine Wendy doing this. No, <laughs> like <laughs> Wendy would have walked as soon as you know <laughs> Prince told her, "Look, we're going to do like this soul review thing." No, you and you and Brown Mark, this ain't this proper ring shit ain't cutting it. <laughs> Someone just take the mic away from her, please. Now this is ill <laughs> right here. Just the whole little groove they got. Okay, is this where they put in the the sex? Sick. Yeah, Madhouse. Man, that was a great album. I got that. I got the album framed in my uh, apartment. Okay, I'm glad you guys said that because I I could not place the music on it. I'm like, where's this from? Well, you said six. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't catch it, and then I'm all right. I love the old uh, band stuff too. Morris Day disses. Yeah, I was about to mention that Prince throwing shade and throwing his shade. We ain't talking about macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to dance for that. Uh, damn, okay. Get it. Prince got his two step swagger going. Now, I'm not the best dancer, but I can get that. Break it down low. I can get that stuff. Get him. Didn't Fishnet come, ar- come out around this time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Some more if you had... still relevant. Shoes. I mean, that's why when people say Prince versus Michael Jackson in a dance-off, I look at this and see Cat had that man dancing like a mofo. <laughs> he could have learned, learned anything, I Get think. Prince. <laughs> He's like, I'm so glad he found Cat because his dance moves prior to, to her was kind of whack. What? What? <laughs> no, what? You know what? Who said that? I don't who said that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> some of his stuff, some of his stuff was kind of whack on them tours. You, you, you saw them controversy tour, the nineteen ninety nine tour, the Purple Rain tour. He, yeah, he. I'm glad he found Cat. The parade tour. That I don't care what you say. The parade tour. He Prince dancing right. during the parade tour was great. Actually, I would say Purple Rain. To me, he was. I mean, he was doing James Brown, but it worked for him. Yeah, I would I would put Parade above Purple Rain as far as the performance ship like that, but oh man. I don't know what the hell he's doing with this cat scratch thing. Yo. <laughs> That's a scratch, man. That's just silly. Okay, I, I guess. <laughs> That's a scratch. Hey. That's the jam, man. 
Wow. Prince, Prince's latest. Prince's latest <laughs> That's crazy, man. Do you think Prince could do any of these moves with his latest band? Yeah. It, yeah. The full MPG? Yeah. But you, you never see him dance, though. Because <laughs> he got a flat head. <laughs> I mean, the man's 52. That's why, right? Yeah. And he still and, killed and, him. And he had his moves on Welcome to America. Yeah. yeah the whole old dance I mean, breakdowning. Was it Kiss or something? Or? Yeah, Kiss. But James Brown, he was dancing in his late 60s. <clears throat> Sorry, Prince is killing it on stage right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, yeah. Eric and Atlanta are just killing it, man. There's two guys holding on the horn section like that. That's, That's right. Amazing, That's isn't right. it? <laughs> it sounds it sounds like four or five horns out there, but you'd never know it. I mean, Prince got a poor choice in the wardrobe right now, but he's killing it with the moves. Man, Eric and Matt, they're doing the job of those 21 musicians that Prince has with them yep. now. Yep. <laughs> I think, Mike, you don't want to say it on the podcast that those two cats together blow away all 15 people he got on stage now, mm-hmm. and you ain't ne- never said nothing more true. They were That's locked true. in together, man. They played as one. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. They were in sync. Is he on good terms with the both of them? Uh, Bliss and uh, Eric? I don't see why he wouldn't be. You know? I saw the last thing with Eric. They, I... they fell out. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know. Over yeah. some money situations. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you even have to ask why? <laughs> <laughs> come on, P. You got to come off the pocket, man. You got to pay your people. I mean, if you read that Torrey book, Eric says some very disparaging things about Prince. So I would venture to say that him and Prince are going to be on the outs for a long time. Well, Torrey is a punk, so I can't take that book with any credibility. I agree agree 100%. Yeah, is that book worth reading even just to to laugh at? You know, it's a lot of socio-political garbage. Like, oh, like Jeremiah bullshit. Okay. Real quick, before we get into that, well, let's let's we're about to finish our commentary here, so let's just stay on point for one second. <laughs> Sorry. So, what's uh, some takeaways from this show? And I'm gonna stop mine. As a matter of fact, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Are we done? Really? No, I'm just saying. In terms of the concert is over. Oh. I wanted to get your impressions. Um, so we're gonna start with day dropping. Well, my impression on this is that it, this this was one hell of a preview. Lucky fo- lucky few that were there to hear to to see this. I mean, the guy was so energetic at the time. Prince just he had only to fine tune what we saw here to make to do the concert. The only thing is that if anything, this concert bit here kind of tells you like, wow, why didn't you just keep it more and more in the states that way? It had just been nuts. But hey, you know, at, for being a preview. If this is a preview and that's oh, man, then that that's okay. I'll take preview any day, you know. But it's 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 just nuts. It's so energetic. The band was just so on point. Again, we just can't say enough about about the horn section. Just the two, and that's it. And you wouldn't know it, man. It's just it's wild. It's wild. All right, Q Storm. <clears throat> well. I make no bones about it. Sign of the Times is my favorite Prince album. Uh, it's one of my, it's, it's easily in the top five of my all-time favorite albums. So 
it's just amazing to me that three decades later, nearly, I'm seeing this for the first time. And um, I wish I wish I had seen this prior to listening to the album because it just would have been a whole new dynamic for me. Um, listening to this, you know what? As a matter of fact, when I hear Strange Relationship on this concert, I probably would have been a little let down hearing it on the album. So I don't. So I go back and forth on that. But if, it, like, like Ernie said, if this is a preview, I mean, damn, that, that tells you that's there's some monster activity about to come down the pike. So it just cements him as. I mean, he could be an asshole. We all know that, and I'm keeping it real. But but he, he gets he, that he pass. Gets that he gets the pass because it won't be just something. So, so uh, I was blown away. I was blown away. Whoa, you have a double. Whoa, you have a double. Rocker, real quick, I'm going to have to have you give your two points and we're going to have to pull you out because you are extremely echoey. Go ahead. Okay, uh, this show is a great display of a band leader who who understood what live performances can do for an album and had he toured America, the album would have sold more. He would have won more he would have won the acclaim that he missed out on with the uh, album of the year loss and uh, uh and with the exception of wally greg uh this band did more they did more than a job they delivered more than prince could have ever imagined and it's definitely one of his best bands of his career all right uh let me ask you this question um Big sexy. Do you think that this could have been released as a home video? Oh yeah, I think it definitely could have been released as a home video because the market that he was would have been aimed at us. We would have jumped on it in a heartbeat um, because he did the love sexy thing in two parts overseas, and from what I understand, that did you know fairly well. It was just never released here either in VHS or Laser. So had he done that and lit it a little better? No one would have said, boo. We would have ate it up and just been on our merry little way. Yeah. And, you know, I would just say lastly, I think this is a testament to, you know, the quality of the music, what was about to come, you know, the Sign of Times album. You know, this was a preview of not only the concert, but the album itself, which hadn't came out. I think the only thing that was out at the time was Sign of the Times, which is a song he did not do on this, which is interesting. But... Just to see the new band for the first time, just the level of what they were doing. I mean, all of that stuff with the the dances and the, you know the jazz sort of interludes was like so heavy and like I just I remember when I seen this years ago I was head busted and it was still way after the fact, but just to watch it again now it just really goes to show how on point this guy was, arguably in a time where you know the general public assumes his heyday was Purple Rain, right? But here he was years later from Purple Rain and was so far advanced and even way better than what got him to be a superstar. It's just, again, you sort of think like, what would have happened if this had gotten the proper exposure uh, to the masses? You know, what would have happened if that tour would have came out? It would have blown our doors down. You know, yeah, we got the movie, but to have actually had seen it in your face, live in person, I think he would have had such a resurgence uh, that he would have been on top of the game. He would have gotten that, you know, as we said before, he would have gotten that album of the year. He would have been the man, you know, not just in overseas, but in America. 
But uh, yeah, this was a great, great performance. And I would second second that this could have been released, even though it, you know you can look at some of the quality of the, the shots and stuff. But it is no more worse, worse to wear than the Purple Rain concert home video that they released, uh, if not better than that. So it would have been, I would have bought it with no questions. I would have bought it hands down, yeah. no no questions asked. Yeah, it would have been it would have been amazing. And with that, Mike, uh, I have to excuse myself, gentlemen. I got to right. head on out. All right, but, uh, it's been fun. Well, man, thanks for coming in, sir. And uh, that will wrap us up here, actually, with the Prince Podcast today. So I hope you guys enjoyed this commentary of, for those of you on volume. There will be more. I think that's something we're gonna we're gonna jump on. I think the next one we'll probably do maybe the Love Sexy uh, concert. Oh. So that should be pretty interesting. Oh. But until then, two things: one. Find us on iTunes, if that is your preference, or you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. Uh, if you have a tablet or something, it's a great way to subscribe um, or come to the website. And also you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast juice. With that, and I speak for everybody on here. Peace. We'll see you all next time. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Third Eye Girl shows are more valuable than the MPG shows because there's it's a it's a smaller band, it's a four piece, but only one that's singing is Prince. Yeah, it's less is more, you know. Sometimes, and that's one of these perfect examples of it. Yeah, I was telling uh, Mike when I uh, that I thought that, uh, that the Third Eye Girl band is bringing it back to uh, like that first band he had, the Rebels band. Like just the yeah. rawness yeah. and like the looseness of the, how the, how they plan. Like they're not overperforming; they're just playing the music and just jamming. But I gotta like some overperforming. Perfect phrase. But I gotta like I gotta lay some of the blame on Prince because sometimes it seems like he's having an identity crisis. He doesn't know if you want to be James Brown, Jimi Hendrix, Sly Stone, George Clinton. It's like it gets to the point where you want him to be him like sh- like p- perform the songs that made you who you are that made you unique not the songs that inspired you i mean we had enough of that you know with larry graham like you know even you know like it seemed like even during the new power soul era he seemed he he was more preoccupied with paying homage to Larry Graham more than playing with him. And even if I was Larry Graham, I would have been like, enough. <laughs> All right? But you know, you know what? Let's get to work. Interesting that you say that because I, I, I kind of think that may be not the problem for Prince now, but I think throughout his whole career, he was pulling inspirations from the things that he loved. I think at the time, a lot of us had no idea where he was pulling these things from. But now that they are so much in the forefront, he doesn't have any he doesn't have anything to pull from but the most obvious situations. And he doesn't have any contemporaries to pull to sort of compete against. So he's not mm-hmm. he's not responding to what's out there. And if he is, he's responding to the most basic. Like, So let's say in the 80s, he was definitely pulling from Stevie, from all these guys. But what he and he was his interpretation of all of that. And that would made it interesting because he was doing his style of their stuff. And he could, you know, he was doing his style of Clinton with 1999 album cover, right? Like, you obviously could tell, like, he had been watching that. And you're like, oh, I want to do that sort of thing. The time is his interpretation of what I think a black band should be like. 
I'm going to do my mm-hmm. style of that. But once he got to the point where he was finished doing that, he said, okay, I'm going to do my interpretation of the Beatles around the world in the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do my interpretation of, see, then he gets into like, um, and I think when you hear his music sort of change, I was thinking about the other day. When you listen to the stuff before Parade, and you hear all, and he gets into that very creative period, and his songs take on this very weird, funky, but very weird sort of sounding stuff. Like, it sounds nothing like the Purple Rain 1999 era stuff. I mean, just the way it's recorded, it sounds weird. The voices are high-pitched. He's doing all this weird sort of stuff. And I think he's not drawing from the things in his contemporaries anymore. He's just pulling his own shit, like... I'm going to do some weird shit. It's still going to be funky, but it's kind of sounding weird. But as it slowly starts to advance forward, he has nobody to sort of jump against. You know, Michael is not really something you can compare yourself against. And there's nothing else for him to do. There's no other R&B black performers that he can compete against, right? He's he's topped everybody. And so then he What about D'Angelo? Well, I'm talking about before that. So he goes into... So he has to go into hip-hop. Is the only dominant black thing that he can bounce off, and he fails at that, right? Like first he thinks mm-hmm. he clowns it, and then his music starts to suffer, and then he, then he decides I'm gonna be a rapper, and so now he starts to pull from his contemporary stuff, and it sounds ridiculous. But then what else can he bounce against? And then he goes off and does Batman, which we kind of like, ah, what are you doing? I mean, it's good, but it's just different. And then he goes right back into mainstream, but he wants to be a rapper with Get Off. And his music goes to a more band sort of sound. But again, he has nothing to bounce off his stuff from. And you get to even today, he either wants to be Nirvana or he wants to be, <laughs> he, he wants to either emulate, yeah. emulate early rock type music 80s rock music styling or he's gonna do james brown or some sort of quiet or or, you know he bounced off of his contemporary at the time with rainbow children was d'angelo but he has nothing to bounce himself against so his stuff just sounds uh, like you said it's a mixture of all the stuff like he literally when i saw him at the third eye grill he literally came out looking like Jimi hendrix yeah you know i mean literally and yeah, I can get he was here in Seattle. I can understand why he wanted to do it. But I could tell like he's always tried to look like Jimi Hendrix. It was just now he just said, F it. I'm going to be him literally. Like I can just I can do Even it. Even with now. the fro. Yeah, I can literally look like him. I had the headband and I'm going to do that whole thing. And, but he's always done that. Though. I just think that before we were so enamored with him because he was so new of it. But I don't think he's doing his versions of things anymore. He's literally doing those things. That's just my sort of weird sort of interpretation of his style now. I think his music sort of lacks now because, again, he's not being innovative. He's literally just doing Sly or he's literally just doing James Brown or he's literally just doing Santana. He's not putting his spin on it anymore, really. And I don't think he understands to the people that we think he has a style, but I don't think he sees his style as a style. Like, he just will fall back on... I mean, again, if you look at the early pictures of Purple Rain, who is he dressing like? He's dressing just like Sly from the riot days, right? I mean, he was already doing it back then. So, that's why I just think he's just, he has nothing to go against. So, he's sort of, you know, he was a great... I hate to say it, he's a, he's a great remixer of things. He puts yeah, his damn, spirit. damn, Mike, you just done killed my whole image of Prince with that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But he's a ma- but, but he's, he's a very talented musician though. The, the other side of it is that 
he is an excellent musician unto himself. But at the same point, his original ideas are still based off of his influences. Hey, you nailed it. I mean, that, that's exactly the impression that I had, you know, you know, watching some of the clips from Mohegan. I mean, it, you know, it's, I, I won't say it's disappointing, but I would, you know, it, I always thought that he would be the, uh, the secular Miles Davis where, you know, every, you know, even in his mid fifties, he would make albums, but even if I didn't like them, the fact that he kept making music that was unconventional, that were truly ideas that came from his creativity, whether it sold or not. And to see him kind of rest on his laurels is kind of it, it, it's disappointing. I will say it, it because I always thought that he would keep, you know, uh, making albums and and playing that music live, uh, just like he did, you know, through his '80s heyday. Well, it, the last thing I'll say, it's like this: it's like uh, it was a service to him to never do covers during those heydays. <laughs> Because we would have never known, per se, like, damn, he really is listening to, like, if he would have just did the covers back then, it would have probably killed it a little bit because you would have seen, like, he actually is sort of doing their stuff. But he never did the covers back then, so we had no idea. And well, I always say that I think he was just doing his versions of other people's songs. I believe his musician skill was just like a hip-hop, and it's going to sound crazy, but it's like a hip-hop person who never really was good enough to sound like the records they wanted to do but their interpretation of those records was the thing that was the magic about it, it was like wow he's doing something like this but he can't play like them so it just sounds like this weird sort of crazy sort of funny you know dope way but I think when Prince got to the point in his musician skills where he could play it exactly like everybody else he lost the magic because he literally sounds like everybody else. That's why when you got to a certain point in his music, before you could hear it and you'd be like, that's some Prince stuff. He just sounds, you can hear his style, right? It sounds, it don't sound like nobody else. But when he got to the point of probably like Diamonds and Pearls, just a little bit past that, he started to sound like everybody because he could play it just like them now. And he stopped playing it in his sort of interpretation style. He could actually literally play it exactly like them and he, he lost his uniqueness and so now when, I mean, you hear, get up. when you hear his music now he sounds just like everybody else he sounds like a great musician but he plays it straight and I think I mean get up sounds like a Bell Biv DeVoe song well, well true and even like his stuff with the band stuff it's like when he hear it's like when you hear his band play the songs now it sounds like a band doing Prince covers it doesn't sound exactly. like the Sinai Times band. It doesn't sound like the Revolution doing the songs. It sounds like a dope musicians playing some Prince music. But it's Prince's band. This was odd about it. I was like, where's the sort of quirkiness of this? It doesn't sound like some guys who, again, Prince's band's members are great. But they were never on the level of the top musicians in the game at that given point. And that's why they sounded great. Because they weren't just these super seasoned session players, right? They're basically session players now who can play anything, but they don't have that sort of fight. You know what I mean? It's just it's different when you pull some saying, yeah. young guys who haven't been through the game. That's why you can look. I listen to like you listen to D'Angelo and the Soquarians and and question them. They play their way of playing those songs, which makes it sound dope. But they don't sound like yeah. every other music. They don't sound like the Tonight Show band playing those songs 
which is what the Prince band sounds like. That is so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, you know what I'm I saying, think, though, right? I, 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 Mike is absolutely right. First, I think Mike has got it right on point. I, I couldn't have said it better.